Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the One Complete Nerd podcast. Uh, I am your host, Pete. And I'm Sam. And this week, uh, we will be talking about some video game news uh, on the corporate side of things. Xbox has acquired Activision Blizzard, which means that they have got a whole pile of games, uh, the back catalogue that Activision owns, um, that they can now like implement into their Xbox Gamer Pass. Um, but we're going to like reminisce about some of the older games and in the hope that maybe Xbox like revives some of these. Revives them. Well, when you think about it, they've, Activision has been around since the 1980s. Mm. So it's it's one of those where, just think back to like that. They've got a long list of games that they can yeah. do. I mean, they've got things that I remember on like Atari. Uh, which an old friend, an old friend of mine, showed me once. Like you know, just boxing and like checkers and tennis, something stupidly simple like that. All the way to like PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, like Disney's Tarzan, uh, Tony Hawk. Just off the top of my head, Spider Man, the first Spider Man game. Oh yeah, on PlayStation. Um, these are all games that I'm just thinking of off the top of my head. Mm. Um, that I I loved as a like a young kid. Yeah. And then there's like Spider-Man 2, Enter Electro, which was one. Um, all these different games that were released. Um, and that's just like in the 90s. Then you've got the 2000s and then 2010, 2020, up to like, what's the most recent? Was it Call of Duty Vanguard, I think? Yeah. I mean, Call of Duty is um, probably the main reason why Xbox has wanted to purchase Activision. Um, yeah. They're looking They're looking at the, 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 the biggest series that they do, not like all these old... Yeah releases yeah. and call of duty is is worth a lot of money but i think they could probably make you know a spare chunk of change off of maybe uh, i mean i i've got a short list here of some of the stuff that i remember from being a kid things like spyro the dragon oh yep spot how did i forget about spyro yeah spyro yeah um crash bandicoot some of the quake games if i remember yeah right. yeah I, I never played those uh myself um and then, uh... oh, I know one, I know one, and it was it was a game I loved: True Crime, uh, Streets of L.A. and New York City. All oh, right, great games. Uh, but like these are just song songs, bloody hell. Um, these are just games I'm thinking off the top of my head. Like if they if they dug deep, yeah. they could re-release, uh, or just have it accessible like on uh, it's Xbox, wasn't it? Yeah. So, like was it Game of Pass? Yeah. Like just release it on those, as like and like I would I'd, I'd get Game of Pass for all these yeah. old games. I mean, because nostalgia is a hell of a yeah. drug. So just for nostalgia's sake, they'd probably have to go and do a little bit of programming to make it fit on the system. You know, like whatever kind of code they've got to like make it relevant for the most recent Xbox. But as soon as they've done that and mapped all the buttons to the right places, then there's no reason why you can't bring back Crash Bandicoot and stuff like that. Uh, on on a most recent set, and and people will definitely play those games. Well, I would get like I could just said I'd get Game of Pass. I'd buy an Xbox yeah. to play all these old games. Um, but that, like you said, Call of Duty, like more recently, like yeah. the money they'd make off of that would be yeah. Ridiculous. And if they if I think uh, part of what they want to hope to do is make Call of Duty Xbox exclusive, uh, and kind of edge uh, PlayStation out of the way a bit. Um, you know, to, to, you know, dominate the market video, you know, the console wars are still 
still quietly raging on in the background. It's not as big these days as more people are on. Uh, yeah, I don't know about them. It's it's not like World War status like it, it was well, 10, 15 yeah. years ago. It's more, yeah, you know, and, uh, Middle East. Sort yeah, of everybody's everybody's fighting over, you know, Xbox and and PlayStation are fighting over who gets Call of Duty and who gets, you know, whatever else, you know, Uncharted or Halo or whatever. But then Nintendo's just sat there in the corner, just making another Mario game and a Sonic game, and is perfectly happy and chilling and doing what just, it wants. They're like Australia, just chilling yeah. in the corner, enjoying their own section of the world. And then you've got PC gaming, which is just, you know, its own. Like, I'm not going to say its own league in the sense that it's better, but like, they do their own thing. They, it, you know, not a console, but they do their there's, own thing. There's very but, few things that are exclusive to a console and not exclusive to a computer. But the reverse of that, there are so many things you can get on a con- on a computer that you cannot get on console. Yeah, well, that's not that's kind of true and not true at the same time. So there's a lot of games on the PlayStation, for example, that they're like, nope, PlayStation only. But PC, nope, PlayStation only. Okay, fine, PlayStation only. I guess I'll just not play your game then. But at the same time, with a lot of games being cross-platform now, like a lot, like I can think of a lot of games. So, for example, uh, Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I know Rocket League is um, and there's other games as well that I can't think of on the top of my head but like pl- cross-platforming is great for the players but I recognise that it's not so great for the companies because yeah. having exclusives is like well this is why uh, again back to the Xbox 360 area it's like why should we get a Playstation over an Xbox like Xbox has Halo um, what, did they have? what else did they have at the time I'm trying to think of other games um and then you had like Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation mm-hmm. Four, which I was I was tempted to buy a PlayStation Four and still am to play Metal Gear Solid Four because I have played all the Metal Gear Solids one, two, and three, and the Metal Gear games. But like after four onwards, it's like PlayStation exclusive. I'm like, uh, but but I don't have a PlayStation. Yeah, and it's it's a shame because it does divide the gaming community into two halves of people that understand one reference and don't understand the other reference because they don't want to... Like, the, the the console war itself, if you actually compare the Xbox to the PlayStation of each generation as they sort of go up the, you know, the years, there's minimal differences in what they actually do because they're both aware that they need to cross-platform 80% of the games available to them, at least, you know, because that's 80% of the potential, you know, games market. So exactly. they do very similar things and they have different like user interface and maybe one's got different RAM card to the other one, you know, maybe one's got a better memory thing. It's it those are minimal things, but like the actual quality of the content, you know, the quality of the games. It, it's about the yeah, same. I mean, it's, it, it, but it divides the, you know, your community into some people that may get one reference and other people that get another reference. Like you say, you've not played Metal Gear Solid 4. If somebody's a PlayStation gamer, then they will probably have no understanding or care for Halo. They'll do, they'll know it exists in the background, but they won't really get any references or anything. They won't know the story. Yeah, so. Well, with with that, it's like you mentioned the RAM and the graphics, and they, they're all having to yeah. you know, spec up and up and up, semi together. Mm. Like I looked at the specs. Uh, what was the, the newest one? Was it PlayStation yeah. 5, the one that people are still struggling to get? So I was built. I already built a computer for streaming and art reasons. Yeah. So like I was using it, 
And it was when the Xbox One was coming out, and I was all my friends were getting Xbox Ones, and I went, "Oh, I will not bother because my PC is better than the specs of the console." Yeah, I'll just play on the PC. And then you know, since then, the next console generation came out, and like my PC is the same, if not better. Yeah, still superior. Yeah. And then, so like, I think um, with the PlayStation Five, they're like, "Oh, well, this is the graphics card." I'm like, "Well, okay, so that's better than my graphics card, but." I'm not going to spend hundreds of pounds just for that when my PC works yeah. fine. Yeah, and uh, to sort of like circles back to the uh, the core where we started, um, Activision isn't just Activision because not too many years ago they bought Blizzard, uh, who yes, World of Warcraft, um, and Overwatch. and Overwatch and other games like Diablo. Um, so I mean, is this a is this a, a moment where we see World of Warcraft being packed into an Xbox? live uh playable situation maybe maybe that wouldn't be too bad of an idea have you played well no so when it first came out um it was a bit too nerdy for me because i think we've been over this before i wasn't that nerdy in school yeah um but like around the time i was like i might give it a go like an ex-partner of mine was really into it and tried to tempt me into it and i was like ah, maybe but like I never got into it, um, but I, I'm thankful because it's the kind of game that would suck me in, and you know what I'm like with 100 percent completion. Oh yeah, I just wouldn't stop playing. Yeah, I, I have never played it either, um, mostly because that it when I was playing a lot of games when I was younger and it was becoming a big thing, it was a subscription, and not only did I not have a computer that could run it, but like I was having to ask my parents, can I have a monthly subscription to this game? Would never would have happened. You know, I just never bothered. I just, I knew it was a a, a failed um, argument before I even Attempt. started it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Actually, I hadn't even thought about that. It's like it's a subscription based game, and I've never done. I like, I, I think the only subscription based game I've ever done has been recently with you, and that's to rent a Minecraft world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's not you know that's different. Yeah, but I mean a- Xbox buying Blizzard in this way they will get their money back just in World of Warcraft subscriptions. Um, But they, I mean, they have two great games there. Well, I say great games. They have two big popular games, Overwatch and Call of Duty, that the next version of, they could potentially say, you know, Xbox exclusive um, and try and really push, push it back at PlayStation and say, no, you don't get these. Um, However, however, PlayStation maybe a week after the announcement that Activision Blizzard had been bought by Xbox, PlayStation uh, announced that they'd bought Bungie. Um, oh, yeah. wait. Bungie is in the people that made Halo 1, 2, 3 and Reach. Yes. That's and ODST. Yeah. Wow. So, okay, so... I mean, there's a very thin chance that they might be able to uh, get the licensing for those older games uh, and brought into PlayStation. So maybe they will get uh, maybe retroactive Halo cross-platforming. Um, I was going to say, so you've got Halo 1, which was um, a, uh, what do you call it? Um, a, a console release. Yeah, well, Halo 1 was... Um, Halo 1 with the Xbox original. Yeah, it was tied to the release. Ha- Halo 3. Yeah. Yeah, same with Halo 3. Yeah, it was, it, was the, it was on the poster of, here is the new console, but what do I play on it? You play this game. You play Halo. Yeah. Um, and then after Halo was bought by um, 
343. They went, Bungie went on to make Destiny. So Destiny 1 and 2 uh, are both out. So maybe maybe that's where PlayStation pulls back and says, if you want to make the next Call of Duty or the next Overwatch an Xbox exclusive, then we'll make Destiny a uh, PlayStation exclusive unless you guys want to do a trade, you know? Yeah, so this is like a mad situation, as in like mutually assured destruction. Yeah. It's like, hey, you, you cuckers of this our old exclusive well not exclusive but like if you if you make these exclusive we'll make these exclusives yeah and it's a, a trade for trade you know like the world the tap. yeah the world exists on bargaining and and things like that so um i wouldn't be that's a sad fact <laughs> yeah i wouldn't be too surprised if if there was a some deal go on that allowed these games to be cross-platform or whether it just or whether a deal can't be reached and it really spikes the the re- reignites the console war and it's also like Activision is huge. Activision has made some of the most memorable and iconic games, game. yeah, from you know for the past like twenty years, thirty years. So at least, well, since you said nineteen, well, nineteen eighties, they weren't new, but yeah, it's like two thousands should definitely, yeah. Um, so so I mean, like the the market of people that are making games on their own, like you know, indie developers is expanding you know they're mostly working on computer and uh, based things less than console things um but if triple a games like your big your big names the little bit by little bit the monopoly is you know shrinking uh not shrinking growing um and taking over you know the the space you know the sales of of video games yeah i know what you're talking about yeah well it, it it's big like people can, like when I first heard about it I was like oh that's cool but when you think when I stop and think about it which I'm sort of doing here in this podcast it, it's more you, you realize it's actually quite a big turning point or it could be not necessarily it is but it could be um like a massive turning point in not just, I'm not gonna say gaming history because that makes it sound grander than it probably is but it, it's a big change yeah which. Again, to to the average Joe who just plays video games for, for giggles and kids that don't really understand it, 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 big deal, you know, what's it matter? But when you look at it in terms of potential, yeah, or lack of, because you know it can go either way, yeah, it it is quite big because just just these games that we talk. So, like, if you think about your favorite game, so like I'm I'm currently looking at a list of games, yeah that Activision have um, released. So, you know, Quake, uh, Simpsons Wrestling, which, again, isn't a massive story, uh, isn't a massive game. Um, but I, I remember playing that game very fondly with you and other others. Yeah. Um, so they've made a lot of games. Uh, the Tony Hawk series? Tony Hawk Pro Skater, yeah. Yeah, we've we've already talked about some of the like the Spider Man games, and uh, you mentioned what was the what was the game you mentioned before? I mean, the, Spyro, um, Call of Duty, Call of Duty, yeah, Call it Spyro, yeah. Um, and I'm just looking at like this game, Doom on you know Game Boy and mm. some other consoles. It's just a massive, massive list um, of of games that are now being possibly possibly released. So if you think about your favorite game as a kid and you go back 
and you look at who it was developed by. Because you didn't care who did it when you were kids. No, when yeah. you booted up a game, it's like, oh, go away adverts. Yeah. Well, not adverts, but all these like symbols and, and, and developers pop up. And, like, I don't care, just get to the game. But when you stop and think about it, it's, it's a lot of it. Star Wars Jedi Knight Academy, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. That is still a big one. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, external properties there as well, but um, like external IP that Activision have got deals with, you know, Star Wars, Marvel, uh, even even Tony Hawk, even though he's not like big these days, you know, was big at the time. It's like pulling in. Do the name is? Yeah. he's not, but the name is. Yeah, the name is still still a big name. Like pulling in these these um, franchises and the Simpsons making games for these franchises. They was you know, they were a big company and these were like big big brands, especially like eighties, nineties, two thousands, you know, they were making lots of money. Um and it's just showing how much money that, you know, Xbox and Microsoft have and if they want something they will just go and buy it. You know. <laughs> Which is a little scary. It, it, it's scary how much money you think of it's just traded hands. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently there was um dissatisfaction uh amongst the staff at Activision. Um, led to you know problems, um, you know just internally. Uh, so Activision obviously were looking to sell, and Xbox are happy to buy. Uh, it's not going to change anything, you know, on the low level for the developers, you know, for the average employee. I don't think it might do. Uh, you know, Xbox might come in and make some changes, but I don't think they're going to make a lot of changes. I imagine the team that make Call of Duty are still going to be mostly the same team. And they're mostly going to continue in mostly the same way. Uh, they're just going to be asking different people for pay rises, <laughs> you know? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, again, when I said, like, the average Joe, the average game player that isn't going to really notice a mass difference, it, it could be the same for the employees. They're like, oh, who's our boss now? Cool, whatever. And they're just going to keep on doing what they're doing. Yeah. But, like, projects might be scrapped. New projects might be uh, not necessarily put in there. Put, put instead forward. of, yeah. but, you know. I think, I think the most exciting thing out of this is the potential of, what could get a, a sequel, you know, that, that was something that was yeah. forgotten about years ago. Like maybe Tony Hawk. I don't think the skating scene is huge, but maybe like a Tony Hawk new game or a yeah. Guitar Hero well, or a new Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. So again, it's like while we've been talking, I've been looking at this list of Activision games mm-hmm. and it's just, it, I'm, just, I'm only picking up games that I like yeah. or that I remember playing. Yeah. And the list is r- ridiculously long. Yeah, and as you said, like resurgencies, like sequels. So there might be a sequel to God. Let's just have a look at like Guitar Hero. Like when was mm. the last Guitar Hero game? And what with VR being a thing now, who knows? Well, yeah, I mean, Beat Saber is very similar to that rhythm gaming sort of style. Um, so it, it, I mean, it, it's the same sort of idea, but it's obviously physical space instead of a guitar. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean, Guitar Hero maybe. Like, think about potentially all these old games um, being revived and put into, you know, an Xbox VR console. The next generation VR console being an Xbox VR thing. That's true because at one time, um, I know PlayStation's got their own VR. Yeah. Um, and the Xbox Connect. Yeah pushed motion controls whereas playstation didn't and now playstation do vr and xbox hasn't potentially like, microsoft might be going right we'll look at all these new ips we've got 
because what with the uh, buying of Activision, they do get the rights to these games. I am understanding that, right? I imagine they get yeah. There'll, there'll be some things that'll be um, you know co-produced with a different company, and if yeah, uh, they, they might have to make a bargain or a negotiation or something. But in terms of this... distribution rights, I'm ninety percent sure that the vast majority of these games, Xbox, going to go right. That's going on the Xbox Pass. You know, this month. Yeah. The next one. Like, next this month. is. This is where, like, we really embarrass ourselves by it being the case of, like, no, that's not the case. It's like, oh, whoops. No, I reckon, I reckon, um, I reckon deals will be struck, even if it is like a, they have to make, you know, another deal with another company. Maybe they just buy that other company. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find a list of games that, yeah. So it's, oh, one of the most recent ones, uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. People love that game. So that, you know, that would be interesting to see where that gets put um, in terms of online buying. Yeah. But that does leave the question of which would you, mm-hmm. if you would, because I, I don't have a current generation console, do you? Uh, I do. I have an Xbox. Uh, no, not current generation. You have an Xbox. I have an Xbox One. You have an Xbox One. So what I'm saying is, let's say that that was the, the current Xbox. What's the new Xbox? Current Xbox? X. Xbox. A Series X. Let's say I had a Series X. This change of, you know, if they made things exclusive mm. like Halo to PlayStation, as we mentioned before, would that be enough for you to swap consoles or to buy the other console as well? Um, I suppose this affects PlayStation. This question affects people who own a PlayStation more, I suppose. Yeah, because this massive list that is potentially going to yeah. be... Yeah, so let's, let's say hypothetically now. you had a PlayStation. Let's say you had a PlayStation. And you heard about this, and they did make all these different games exclusive, or they re-released uh, all these old games. Would that be enough for you to go? Okay, I I need an Xbox. Is is Call of Duty and Overwatch um, big enough that I would that I would say no more Not, PlayStation, and I have to move over? Um. Well. Okay, I know that's not going to be the case for you. Not for me personally. You're not a massive fan of Overwatch, actually. If I didn't play it on PC, it might be enough for me to go, okay, I need the other console. Yeah. But it's on both consoles anyway. So, I I think that there will definitely be some people that will, that will move over. I don't think it will be that many. I think there are too many... It's, it's, a, weird, it's a weird idea. I've never understood the console wars too much. It's the same thing with like... Mac versus Windows or Apple, uh, you know, um, when people argue over which one is uh, like the, with phones, it's it's iPhone versus Samsung. It's like they're ninety nine percent the same thing, doing the same thing in the same way. Just the user interface is a little different, and some of the you know buttons are, and brand loyalty. Yeah, but brand loyalty is so much stronger, um, and I think instead of people switching console from one to the other i think it's just going to cause the rift to get bigger because now it's not uh oh cod's gone to to xbox i'm going to go to xbox it's cod's gone to xbox how dare you xbox how dare you steal call of duty from me and it just Uh, it just opens the void even further yeah yeah i suppose for people that actually care about that kind of thing it would yeah but in my situation i was thinking more along the lines of Again, kids really because kids aren't gonna care. Oh my god, the game's gone. Where's it gone? Oh, over there. I'll go over there. Yeah, which I suppose is me dumbing it down and possibly insulting the kids. But no, 
you know, when I w- if what I want is over there, I'm gonna go get it. When when we were kids, when we were you know early teenage years, we were we wanted the console that we would go to our parents and say, this is the console I want and these are the games I want. And they would go, okay, it's on your Christmas list or whatever. And they didn't know. These days, the generation of people that came up on console uh, now have kids. So the kids are playing the Xbox, not because they know it's the better one or it's the games that they want to play or it's because what the friends play. It's because the parents have bought that console and it's what's in the house. That's why they're playing those things. So the console war is definitely rooted into our generation. Um, and the next generation aren't, they're, they're going to second generation, you know, buy into a console war and not understand why they're fighting it. <laughs> or, well, that's it. Well, that's, or what's yeah. worth fighting over. <laughs> yeah. Which is interesting. But obviously, as I say, uh, PlayStation did buy Bungie, who did used to make Halo. And Halo... Uh, is now no longer made by Bungie. It's made by 343 Industries, um, who have sold part of the IP out uh, to Paramount+. Plus. So if if it's not already confusing enough with the amount of streaming services out there between Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Amazon Prime, Hulu, uh, all these, uh, Apple TV, all these other places where you have to now subscribe if you want to watch the thing you want to watch, Paramount Plus is on its way. It's coming out in a couple of uh, a couple of weeks. They are bring they are launching, and much like the Xbox did with the first Halo game, uh, they are releasing the Halo TV series on Paramount Plus. It's like the big flagship of this is why to come over here, and they dropped a trailer. Uh, oh, I haven't seen this, and I've sent you the link to this trailer. I I want to oh, do you guys- almost like a. Like a live, not live, live, but like a reaction. You watch the trailer. A reaction. You want to see. You want to see my reaction to this. Okay. So. So. For those for those listening, the uh, the most recent uh, trailer for the Paramount Plus Halo series. Uh, pause the podcast. Watch that and come back if you want to see Sam's reaction because I'm going to cut out the bit in the middle. So uh, yeah, this trailer uh, for the day of recording. It's about six weeks away. Uh, from when this Halo uh, series is releasing. Uh, so if anybody's interested, Paramount Plus is where to go to, to watch this. Um, Sam, what are your initial thoughts based on the trailer? Obviously, you had no idea this was happening. So, Halo, new series streaming March 24th. Yeah. Very nice. I might have to get the Paramount Plus. So... I actually really like the look of that mm-hmm. and I'm holding out a lot of hope for that. Um, I did notice there was a lot of blood mm-hmm. in the series, which I now I say that out loud, I realise Halo hasn't been shy about that in the past. So, um, yeah, I would say that Halo, you don't see a lot of human blood in Halo. You see no. a lot of Covenant blood, but you just see like bright colored stuff. Yeah, it's like, it's like <laughs> look at the goo. Purple and green and blue. You know, you don't see a lot of like human blood. So seeing human blood is a little weird um, because you actually see. I can a lot think of, of a few characters. situations like when you first meet the flood in Halo One. Yeah. Like you see, yeah, like you see, and then little bits of red mist. Yeah. But like it wasn't graphic blood. Yeah. Uh, but that you know, I've just seen a trailer where there's a couple of characters, you know, covered in blood. Like that Spartan helped me. Why would he do that? Yeah. It's like. What's the law there? Like, I don't rem- recall Spartans being 
seen as monsters. I mean, some people were like they're machines. Yeah, but not. So th- this is and then there's this is set. Master fires are coming in purple blood. It's like wow. Yeah, this is set before they before the first Halo game, um, because they there is there is a moment in the trailer where he grabs some sort of forerunner artifact, and it sort of scans him to see if he's a reclaimer. Uh, and then that gives them the information that Halo exists, uh, and then they say, oh, "Let's find the Halo ring, and we could end the war." Um, so, the, well, that the, well, in that case, I I missed that because um, I will say the music was quite loud yeah. in the trailer. So when the characters were talking, I was you know between you talking and the trailer music, it was kind of hard to make out what they're saying sometimes. But that brings into question where does it fit in the canon? Yeah. I, I don't, so it depends if they that's go... not how Halo was found. Halo was found by pure coincidence, yes. as far as I'm aware, and the books haven't told me otherwise. Yeah, my my knowledge of of it is that the the Pillar of Autumn is it the Pillar of Autumn from the first game um, was fleeing, or is it the Forward Unto Dawn? I forget which one's in the first. Uh, game. Forward Unto Dawn, I believe. Yeah. Um, and they're they're like running away from a battle because they're losing, and where they jump to is. Where is you know Delta Halo Four, whichever the the fourth ring, whatever it is. Um, oh no, it's a lie. Uh, forward to Dawn's Halo Four. Um, what was um, Pillar of Autumn? It might have been Pillar of Autumn, you know. Um, this is something I have to say for Halo. Their names for stuff are just so good, like they're just iconic. Um, but yeah, so like they they find it kind of by accident, and then obviously the Covenant find it as well and they're like this is the thing we've been searching for um so i think i think um maybe what they're going for here is uh if they still do it by accident it's like now that this object has scanned master chief like maybe the subconscious maybe the ai has gone well this piece of new piece of code let's hold on to that and this is where the halo ring is the closest one so we'll jump to that yeah maybe that's how it gets found um, so just just for the record, um, in terms of how they find the Halo mm-hmm. ring, just to be a Halo for a second, so it's the Pillar of Autumn that you were right. Yeah. Um, it's a new modified battle cruiser. Yeah. Um, it's like a prototype. It's a bit more decked out, so it's a, a one of its own. Uh, and they're escaping. Spoilers for Halo, by the way. Halo um, one from twenty years ago. Uh, well, Halo reached Halo one mm-hmm. to the Halo books. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, the the bit like so when they're escaping reach uh, after the AI I, I Cortana has been given to the ship mm-hmm. from Noble Six there they retreat and Cortana says well this there seems to be a lot of traffic going this way hopefully we can get through the defenses and they they you know do a push and they get through the Covenant mm-hmm. but to where they're trying to go so the Covenant know of the ring mm-hmm. um and they're actually really upset that they hate that these humans are going towards it. And yeah, sort of, you know, then the game starts. But in terms of how they've come across Forerunner, and that's the first instance of them coming across Forerunner technology, mm-hmm. um, apart from like they didn't know it was like alien, but like there's technology under the ground that helps, you know, helps Cortana be made and all this yes. other stuff, uh, which is pointed out in Halo Reach. And some of the books, but like in terms of the realizing it's alien, it's like, oh, this is the ring, like, wow, yeah. So it would be interesting to see if this is actually instead of them saying it's the ring, 
So, you know, in the trailer, she found... An object. Whatever he found. Yeah. An object. Maybe that's them finding the technology on Earth. Maybe. What's your opinions on on Cortana? Because that is a divisive, potentially divisive thing. So, I saw, um, right, okay. So, the, the actor looks very pretty. And she looked, I could imagine her being Cortana quite happily. Yeah. She looked human. She didn't look like an didn't AI. Didn't look like a hologram. She looked like... It didn't look like Cortana. Too pink. At yeah. all. Yeah. It's too, it's too human. It's a, it's a human actor with like a... a, a vi- like from, Just from the trailer, like it could be changed. Um, But she needs to look... Yeah. And it may be... Like Cortana. It may be a Sonic the Hedgehog situation. If the fan base explode and hate this, then they might make her more blue because it's just a digital I'm file. I'm still of the opinion that that first one was a fake. Well, maybe. Oh, Sonic the Hedgehog. But this this one, uh, like with Halo, you know, with, with Cortana, it's the same, interestingly, the same voice actress for Cortana, but not the same voice actor for Chief. I did, yeah, I did notice that. It was like, that is definitely Cortana's voice. Um, and um, I think the Admiral... Yeah. He had the, I forget his name off the top of my head. Um, he had, the, he sounded like he was the same voice actor. Yeah. And the, the, the sound effects of the guns and the sword and all that yeah. was really cool. But the fact they haven't got the same, I forgot what's Chief's voice actor name. I can't remember. That's going to bother me because I did know he's, it. He's not done um, a lot of other things. He's mostly just done Chief, uh, as far as I'm aware. Um, I could be very wrong on that. But I don't recognize his voice from too many other places. I just, no. he's got such an iconic voice. Uh, uh, Steve Dows, Dows? Okay, how you pronounce that? Yeah. Um, so as far as it goes, voice acting, he's only ever done a Halo, mm-hmm. Super Bomberman. Yeah. <laughs> and which you know, why not? Who's heard of that? And then before Halo, he was in one other game, which is a uh, Septiricore Legacy of Creator. Uh, he was in the Avengers: The Mightiest Heroes. Okay. As Star Lord. Fair enough. That's interesting. Um, but th- this might be like a uh, potentially because um, you see in the trailer you see a lot of the other Spartans without helmets on. This may be a like a nod to the idea that you're going to see quite a bit of Chief without a helmet, and the voice actor didn't want to do the live action side of things. Depends how much how much you're going to see Chief's face in the series. Obviously, they're not going to put that in a trailer. I, f- <laughs> I was going to say I feel like. I, like you know, the kid in me is like, I want to see, I want to see Chief's face. Yes, but I would want to see it in a game. Yeah, because I mean, I'm not gonna save it. You know. Yeah. I don't want to see it, but at the same time, I feel like it's better that he's he's the chief. I can hear your anguish in that idea of like, I want to see his face, but really, I don't want to see his face. Yeah, it's like I want to see his face, but he's cool. He he's is. cooler without. Seeing his face, yeah, it's cool. Like, just... I think at the uh, the legendary ending at the end of Halo Four, mm. it's like that. You know, he takes his armor off, and then you sort of see his eyes and the bit of scarring on the eyes, and even that was like, that's cool, but I shouldn't have seen that. You know, it's one of those. Um, so I can't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say I hope they don't show his face. Yeah, I think. Basically. I think they will. I think they will. It, it begs the question to me. Who is this series for? Because if it's for people that uh, it's for Paramount to make money, it, I mean, yeah, it's to make I money. Mean... But it's 
if it's for if it's aimed at people like well, especially like you that have read books and that know the law quite deeply it looks like this series is going to stray away from that and make its own canon you know like its own alternate reality in the way that almost every adaptation does that they they take an original property and they go that's cool but that's cool for a video game and we're going to do something slightly different because we need to leap through these specific hoops in a short time frame you know um so that that, that's definitely i think is going to happen so i think that's going to piss off a lot of people um i think it's too easy i think halo hasn't been adapted into live action for so long for this reason that it's too easy to annoy I mean, there there was some live action stuff in the past. Um, I forget what it's called. There was a um, web series uh, that did get adapted, but that was uh, an external thing, uh, and they didn't focus on Chief very much. From what I remember, I did. I do seem to remember watching it. It was like it was released online, and it was like a training academy for like for like ODSTs or something. And then the Covenant attacked the planet they were on in the last episode and Chief is seen in the background for like 30 seconds if I remember rightly but it's focused on, on a woman yeah. that's like training if I remember um, but yes that's what I recall ah uh, for Halo 4 Forward Unto Dawn yeah. it was a five episode thing yeah uh, yeah, I, I quite liked it it was fairly well received uh, and there was the cameo of Chief yes but you know see that's how that's how you do Halo stuff in my opinion yeah if you want to make a Halo series that's how you do it you do chief adjacent like you do uh, a handful of um you know odst trainees trying to infiltrate like a covenant facility to you know do this that or the other whatever um because that would be interesting you could tell your own story your own interesting you know narrative without stepping on the toes of video games uh, and things like that um i mean when i watched this trailer i had a little bit of a weird moment when when he's fighting those two elites um with who both got the energy swords and he's just got a battle rifle or whatever it was um i'm looking at it like assault rifle the assault rifle yeah so i'm looking at it, thinking about multiplayer halo and think about no he's dead because they've both got swords and you you could be 30 feet away <laughs> and you just put half squeeze your trigger and you teleport practically across the map and slice somebody in half like and then he's just like punching them in the face and it doesn't even look like there's that much weight to his punch i did think that i was like this is the chief in the books if he punched one of those elites he'd knock his jaw off it was in the game yeah. he'd at least if he wouldn't kill it he'd you know do a lot of damage but multiply it two hits he's dead in the in the animation of the games so uh, i'm immediately thinking of the end scene of uh, halo reach yeah. uh where noble six is fighting the last mission is to survive and th- like you, it, when you don't survive because you're not meant to um you know noble takes out a load of elites mm-hmm. um and it's you know you can feel the weight behind it it takes out the shield and it takes one out it stabs the other and rinse repeat with this it was like it it looked like someone fighting an invisible man in a motion suit yeah yeah which is what it is yes they they have they have quite a big area that they're fighting in you know there's quite a lot of sand and there's buildings and cars and stuff behind why not use that space why not charge at each other at full speed and have somebody swing a sword and then maybe somebody dives underneath and then you punch and then whatever you know you, this, use is, your space. this is just yeah. a trailer yeah 
But they're, they're... maybe they're saving the really cool because I've noticed a lot of things. You get two out show, you get the trailers that really show the best of the best, and then you watch that show slash movie and you go, "I should have just stayed watching the trailer." Yeah, all the best bits were in the trailer, and then you got the trailers where they're like they show coolish things, and then you watch the series, and you're suddenly slapped in the face with this awesome scene, and you go, "Oh, yeah, yeah." Don't the trailers don't do it just just watch the show, watch the show. That, that's what you want from a you want a trailer to give you just enough you don't you want you want to be surprised and you want to be and you want to enjoy a series you don't want it all to be given away you know ahead of time yeah well just ju- i just want to jump back a bit you said about the live action series um of forward on to dawn yeah. like they that's a great example of how they do that but another series i would recommend anyone to watch if they like anime or if they're just like halo is a halo legends mm-hmm uh, which is a bunch of famous anime um, studios mm. get together and make short films for this for for the game, and like it's absolutely worth a watch from like twenty ten. Yeah. The the thing is, is that like I'm exhibit make use of space, but like the short amount of time, they you know a lot of laws explored, and it's really really good. But in terms of um, the space you mentioned from the from the trailer, yeah. Is the best. Way, the only way I can describe it is it looked like a man in a suit fighting invisible enemies in a motion capture suit. That's just how yeah. it looked. And that might be a product product of like a COVID environment where um, there wasn't um, they weren't in the same room, but they were just both doing yeah. their uh, choreography in separate spaces, and they were put together in afterwards. That is possible. Obviously, the two aliens he's fighting are both complete CGI constructions. So even if they are fighting a guy, it's still a guy in a morph suit on some stilts. So yeah, and exactly. he does, you don't want to actually hit that person in the face. So it's like, this is where his head's going to be. You know, it'll be a tennis ball on a string or whatever. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a few problems there. Hopefully that stuff gets smoothed out. Um, and then when Chief was walking as well, like, this full sound design wasn't there because the song and like the audio was taken over. Um, but you couldn't hear, he didn't feel heavy. Like none of the Spartans wearing Spartan armor felt like they were wearing armor. They felt like they were wearing foam suits just because of the way, the yeah. the way they move. It, it, but they don't sound yeah. like the clunk, clunk, clunk. So you, you kind of lose so, it a bit. You know what I mean? I've seen at some conventions, I've seen two types of, uh, so you see people wearing like suits like Halo suits and uh, Space Marine suits yeah. from Warhammer. Um, and the people in the Space Marine suits like go all out. Like They have mechanical stuff inside, so like they, they're wearing stilts yeah. and, you know, like um, back support and stuff like that. It's really, really good. But like with the Halo suits, like even they feel weighty. Like you said, these felt like they were wearing foam suits, which I make sense because if you're on a film set, yeah. it's going to take, you know, you're on there for a long time, hot lights, it's going to be unhealthy. But you don't want you don't want your actors to get exhausted too quickly. I 100 percent agree. Or you, or you don't want to you know put them in the full yeah. suit, have five ten minutes of recording, and be like, stop, cut, cut, get them some water to get them out of the suit. You know. Yeah. So sound design plays so much into that uh, to make it to sell that illusion, and because of the way the trailer was built with l- relatively minimal sound design, it just didn't. I just just looking at it just felt a little weird, without being able to hear. I mean, when you play the game, you hear the clunk of the footsteps and that sells that you're wearing heavy armor. You know what I mean? With that, I think, you know, we've talked a lot about trailers and games and the, the buying and selling of um, companies. You know, yeah. we've talked about a lot today. <clears throat> it's a lot to go over. 
and I'm I'm really looking forward to the trailers and see what happens with Activision. Yeah. Um, and now that you've really shown me this Halo series, I'm very I probably will get Paramount Plus, if not just to watch this. Yeah. I mean, they they will have you know a month free trial deal when it comes out, most likely. So. Maybe wait till all the episodes have dropped and then get a free trial deal and see if it's any good. See what else is on there before you commit to the buy. Commit, yeah, probably try that. Cool. Well, thank you everybody for listening uh, and we will catch you on the next podcast. Uh, Bye, everyone.